Love shall repair. <laughs> Did, Reveal. You whatever you said. You tried to make prevail. fun of me. Prevail. And you couldn't even do <laughs> Love it. <shall>. Reveal. <laughs> Love shall prevail. Good one, John. Love shall prevail. Next question. My boyfriend of one year has a really great job where he works for... John, I will fuck you up. <laughs> I will fuck you up. And welcome back, back to Give It To Me Straight. I'm Alex. And I'm John. And we're... Your gracious, 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 gracious host. Wow. I think I say wow after every intro. Like you're surprised. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? My hands are sweating again. Hands are sweating. Knees you know what weak. I hate? Arms are heavy. There's vomit yeah. uh, on a sweater it. already. Uh. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous. Mom's when spaghetti. On the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. Calm and ready. But he keeps on forgetting that. Forgetting. It, I did forget the rest. <laughs> when he wrote down the hope. Speaking of writing things down and forgetting, we went to a comedy show this week. This we weekend. Alex dragged me to the comedy show, but I actually... Enjoyed myself. What do you mean? Did you not think that you would? It just like seems like a whole to do. But I'm glad we got an Uber because having to deal with like parking and shit. Ever since then, though, I've just been grabbing random things and doing. Don't mind us, Kobe. Oh, okay. Doing comedy bits. I'll be like, here's my mic, John. Listen to this bit. I came up Alex with. Alex keeps thinking. <laughs> she's like, I already know what my Oscar speech is going to be. I am. I've been practicing my Oscar speech for years. You're going to win an Oscar. I know. I know. You're definitely. No, I know. But. I've, I'm thinking of like incorporating some comedy into it now, like into my speech as opposed to just being heartfelt. This weekend really inspired me, but like it makes me nervous thinking about having to give a public speech or like do a bit and be funny. Well, like, we're so script based. Things, so it's like when things don't land, you get that immediate feedback. I'll give you the immediate feedback. No, I don't want to. I'd, I'd be in the crowd like, you suck, dude. <laughs> 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 Headlines. Shame. Yeah, exactly. Headlines. Alex's husband oh. does not support her. I, when I win an Oscar before you, I know you're not going to be happy. Of course. For it. You're going to be, be jealous. S- yeah, of but course. I wouldn't. If you won it before me, yeah, because this isn't your dream, you. John. <laughs> like this isn't your fucking dream. No wonder you like. You're like I, just, I wouldn't care. I'm a good husband because I would let you win it. Like this isn't your dream. <laughs> this isn't your fucking dream. <laughs> so yeah, I would be really pissed. I'd be like, if I won, you wouldn't support the, me. If I became the Call of Duty queen and I started like winning money, oh, that'd be great. We'd actually be able. To, <laughs> okay. I'd be able to play more and not feel guilty. Like if you were playing in another room. Yeah, but if I was known for being like the Call of Duty champion. That'd be fucking awesome. Okay, that's also not your dream. Here's the thing. thing. I'm so supportive of you. I am. I'm so supportive of you. And you're just a jealous Nancy. What? For hypothetical situations. (laughs) Of course, I would love for you too to win an Oscar. But yeah, I would be lying if I said that I wouldn't be jealous. Yeah, I'd be fucking pissed. Really? Yeah. Not supportive. <laughs> I, I, again, you could feel two things at the same time. I could be happy for you and so excited and also fucking pissed at you. <laughs> and the whole academy. I feel like, don't let that mustache fool you. I think you, I, need, you need to talk to your therapist about those feelings of... John, maybe you should just try therapy for <laughs> to see how that goes. Terrible. You wouldn't know. <laughs> but... Anyway, <laughs> look, it was cool seeing Whitney Cummings. The only, that's the only person I know, obviously, because of her last name. I'll never forget that last name. Well, Jamie Lee, she's a writer for Ted Lasso. She was there. Right. 
Uh, who else? She was actually there? really good too. Yeah, she was hilarious. It was. I mean, I feel like everyone was great. I give them all so much respect because I'm sitting there like, oh my god, like I'm nervous for them. Yeah. And then when they start doing crowd work, I'm like, please don't, please don't talk to me, please don't. Like he's, they're gonna talk. I to almost you. wish that we did sit closer to the front so that we could get. When that for guy crowd berated work. that kid in front of his parents, I was like, oh my god, this. I feel so bad for him. And the mom, she's just shaking her head like. I mean. You have to know that when you go into a comedy show, it's going to be inappropriate. Like, it, especially when you're sitting up front, they're going to be talking you're about dicks. For it. Yeah. yeah, in your face, bukkaking. Yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> it was good. It was I cool. I would, it. I would go back. I, would I go mean, back. I feel like the LA comedy scene, we have not taken advantage of it. Like, there's so many comedy we even clubs. Had time. Now we do. Now we have time. Yeah. A little bit. But I will say, I felt. Really, really bad. I always hate when I see older adults working. Oh, it yes. just like it's gut wrenching. And like this, this old gentleman was he like serving be, us nachos. I'm like, he Let had me to serve be like in nachos. his early 80s, late 70s. And then we were putting stories in our head like, well, maybe he's just bored I'm and like, wants no, to work I'm like, here. Maybe he owns this place and he just loves it so much. Trying to make ourselves feel better for. You know what pissed me off though about that? It's like they make a note in the beginning of the show, like take care of your servers, of course. But it's like you now with like the um, server, now with the like payment. 15, 20, 22%. Well, like, tipping. yeah, the payment systems are electro electric, electronic. electronic yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could see, which like whatever, like we're obviously spying on whatever the people around us are giving, but it's like, it's out in the open but i see people changing not even doing, doing custom tip 15 percent. they're going and giving two dollars five dollars on like 50 dollar orders and i'm like i almost want to tell these girlfriends and be like your man's a, a cheapo like tip your fucking servers yeah, that's that's fucking crazy i just can't i think that that's like just the one thing that will piss me off like and i always like going out to dinner with people i'm like i will judge you based on how you treat your server like and that includes tipping not just because back in your day when you worked at pf chang's yes john i did work at pf chang's i just wanted to be and it was a pivotal i wanted moment to beat you to it before you i also worked at cold stone Scoopy doopy doo, we will scoop for you. I hope you enjoy Stop. your ice cream. When you tip our jar, you put gas in our car, and we'll see you back tomorrow. You're yeah. lying. That's not a real. That's real. When you tip our jar, yeah, we would sing that song. Did you make that up? No. There's a list of songs. That's like the thing that Coldstone used to do. Like anytime you would tip, the whole staff would sing. That was the only one that I learned. Wow. But there was other ones like Scoop. Do, do, do. <laughs> that's, that's enough. Actually, no, the one thing I do want you to sing is the um, Charlie. No, Charlie the Unicorn. <laughs> I only do that for special occasions. <laughs> what, right, else what else did we do? What else? We went to the beach, uh, got some vitamin D, and then I got some vitamin D. There you go. <laughs> We had uh, some good, random though. guy decide to sit right next to us on the beach. The whole beach is empty, and this guy puts his towel down right next to us and starts doing hip thrusts. He was stretching, but it was the only he was reason. showing off that fuck. He was showing for what? For what fucking reason <laughs> we are you showing off? The whole beach is open and empty, and he goes literally four feet from us. Like, I, you should not be able to hear someone sniffle at the beach, someone fart at the beach that you should not be that close there's enough wind there's enough waves this he was thrusting and he was like you watching 
You watch it? I mean, and John, no, you were of, watching. He reminds me of you were John Barthol. What's his last name? Bernthal. Bernthal in Wolf of Wall Street. He's like, let him watch. Oh, yeah. Let him watch with yeah. the weights. That's what that guy was doing. Except he was not attractive. With his dick thrusting. I mean, if you guys saw it on my story, you you saw it on my story. Yeah. <laughs> but um, That's exactly what happened. We Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to post this. And I was like, you know, his face isn't in it. I'll post it. It's just, it was just his body thrusting into the sand but you were looking for a little too long john what you like were gazing over and you were watching okay. the whole time sure you were like what is going on do i like this am i i want to bring up something i did at the beach but i'm assuming that's going to be your egg is that honestly it? that wasn't my egg but now so we'll wait. i know Let's exactly wait. what you're saying i'm gonna like write it in my notes okay also before we get into the first question guys give us a review like subscribe all that stuff because all that stuff because we, we want it and need it and i need words of affirmation johnson words and af what is happening words of affirmation <laughs> got it words of affirmation person and, love dr uh, john needs the words of affirmation love you guys <laughs> and we appreciate your positive feedback <laughs> uh all right should we just move on let's go and this week's podcast is sponsored by cerebral are you tired of spending a fortune on traditional therapy sessions? Well, we have great news for you. Introducing Cerebral, the 100% online mental health service that provides expert therapy and medication management for anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress, burnout, and so much more. Did you know that an average cost of therapy session is over $100? That's thousands of dollars per year. But with Cerebral, you can receive top quality care without breaking the bank. Here's how it works. Simply take a brief assessment and Cerebral will match you with a personalized care team based on your unique needs and preferences. No more waiting for weeks to be seen. In fact, 80% of our members see a provider within five days. But what about the cost? Don't worry, Cerebral has you covered. We offer affordable plans that are available with or without insurance. Plus, we have a special offer just for our listeners. When you sign up today, you'll receive access to Cerebral's Strong Start Package. This incredible offer allows you to save up to $160 when you buy two or more months of care in advance, depending on your plan selection. Don't miss out on quality mental health care that's accessible and affordable. Visit Cerebral.com backslash straight to get started. That's Cerebral.com backslash straight. Join Cerebral today and take the first step towards a happier and healthier life. John, do you think it's possible to go from being super attracted to your partner, then out of nowhere have no spark? How do you get it back? Once it's lost, is it lost forever? I wouldn't say it's lost forever, but I I could see like feelings, the ability of feelings to fade. I, I lose mean, my spark if John breathes the wrong way. <laughs> if I like a booger whistle? Yeah, or just... <laughs> Sometimes it's your face. <laughs> That's enough. Something but no, face, it just punch. sometimes it just depends on your mood. Like you're not always going to be one thousand percent attracted to your partner. I don't think this person. Oh, you don't like think that. that they're like I'm annoyed with them. I think you they're think? saying like I'm just like over this person. I do. And think they're and they're probably like, but I want to make it work. Is there a way to make? that flame come back. Is I also think you have to understand that in a long-term relationship, that flame, those butterflies are not going to be there all the time. I always look at it like this. I'm like, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be Beyonce, whatever. It's like those, the feelings are going to fade a little bit. Like you're not going to stay in that honeymoon With phase. everything. Exactly. Think about like the first time you got a new car. You're like, oh my God, I love this car. Then you're like, 
I don't really like this car so much. And everything, everything loses its luster over time. 100%. It's just a matter of, that's why they say love is a choice. But being conscious of that and remembering that, because like anytime I see a beautiful chick, I'm assuming, I'm in my head, I'm like, well, you know what? I probably hate her in like a year. You're like, and I hate Alex just enough to tolerate her. And that's her. why I would never cheat on Alex. Because I <laughs> just hate her at home enough and love her. <laughs> What are we even saying? Okay. So yeah, I think that um, it's a choice to continue to love your partner. To, be, to, to choose to be attracted to your partner is another thing. You, I think that comes though from within. You know what I mean? Right. I just, and I, that's part of it. The other part I think is awareness of like, what's going to happen either way. In any relationship, you're going to go down the route of feelings fade a little bit. Right. So that's it. Do I look comfortable? No, do, do you I never look, look comfortable. Do I look comfortable like, or do I look like? I feel like with these desks, we look like students. And, you keep saying that. But we do. But I like, think I look like a philosopher. That's not. And I'm like. That's not what I was going to say. Do you, I mean, is it because you feel like love Dr. John? I am love Dr. John. Okay. I'll get you a shirt. We're gonna, we better have, have the most badass setup at our house. We nicest will. Nicest chairs. That's why we're renovating our house. Literally for you guys. For the podcast. Thank you. For the and chairs, then, you're not going to sit in, but chairs, I am. For the chairs that John's going to sit in. All right, moving on. Next question. My wife quit sharing her location with me. Should I be concerned? Just for context, we've always shared our locations with each other. You should be concerned. Well, I just don't understand why. Number one, this is a topic in itself. Like, I think a lot of people have differing opinions Alex on sharing locations. We got in a huge fight, and Alex purposely, purposely removed herself from find my friends just for like an hour just to just to piss me off she didn't do it. she went to the fucking grocery store but we were in a fight she's like i know it's gonna make john mad because i don't care about anything it's just a safety it it's just a safety thing i'm like you need your time whatever I but i want to know who you are just in case something happens and i literally just sat in the parking lot and called my mom <laughs> and i was like i'm stressed mom <laughs> and i'm about to go shopping <laughs> and you were like put your location back on Put your location back on. I was like, you don't need to know where I'm at. I'm yeah. safe. You're not I'm cool. fine. You're not cool. Just fucking turn it on. <laughs> I'm where I'm at all the You're time. Like, I'm with all. I'm in the party. I'm where the party's at. I left looking disgusting. <laughs> I can, wasn't going anywhere. Can we actually talk about that for a second? Because I just said party thing, and it just made me think that we don't get invited. We to don't parties. get invited to anything. <laughs> Is that really what yeah. you were thinking? I just feel like single people like goo. He's gone to more places than we have had. I He's that, meeting more people than us. That is something to talk about. Is that a lot of single people are like, oh, none of my couple friends invite me to like couple things anymore. I'm like, we don't get in. Single people don't invite us to things. We're in such a shitty spot though because like we're married so single people don't want to hang out with us but we don't have kids so like we don't have like married couple friends. Right. That. But it's like kind of hard to meet like other married couples too and then when you do, everyone's like in different groups. We were just saying that and that's probably because we've moved around so much so we don't have like one big group of friends. I guess they they would be in Raleigh or New York. That's where they would be, or Virginia. I know. I guess we just have to be here and socialize more. <laughs> Get out more. Yeah. Join join intramurals or something. Yeah. So how do we turn that question around? Location, right? I just I think that why wouldn't you address once she turned it off and say why did you turn it off? Uh, how long did she do it for? <laughs> she Nothing. just said my wife quit sharing her location with me. Should I be concerned? Yeah. What the fuck? Yes. Yeah, that's annoying. Is she just doing it out of spite? Did did this all start from a fight 
Or did it just like randomly happen? One I day? also think though, to talk about sharing locations because people have differing beliefs of like, if you should share a location or not. And for, for us, it really is just like for safety and convenience. It's not because it's like, we don't trust one another. And so I want to know like, why, what's the reason of number one, you guys sharing to begin with, but number two, why didn't you, why don't you communicate about it? If you saw that she stopped sharing her location, why wouldn't you be like, why? Your feelings are justified. You definitely need to talk to her. And there's no reason why you guys shouldn't share each other's location. That's crazy. What would you say to someone who thought that it was weird that we shared locations? We're married. Yeah, but what would you say to someone who's like, oh, those control issues? I'd be like, are you married? You're not married. You're, you're, this part, you're stupid. You're not married. There's no way. <laughs> are you even in a relationship? Or in a healthy relationship. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess like for me, I'm like, I want I'm you to like know everything. I'm just like jackass saying that. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I could see like it being people being like, well, it's a boundary thing or a trust thing. Like you don't need to be like watching my every move. I'm like, I never check John's location. The fact that you think someone's gonna be up your ass like you're not that cool nobody cares <laughs> right no one cares it's just like god forbid you didn't come home at six from work right it's like where are no you? one knows where you are like all of my girlfriends we have i have everyone's locations and we are across the country from each other and i'm like oh they're at work <laughs> let me surprise them this whole thing about you know lo sharing location because my mom does it with like every time she's in an uber it just oh, makes me think yeah. of, I'm probably, this is like distilled in me. Is it distilled? Instilled. Instilled, distilled, instilled in me from my mom. Cause she's always like, even from when I was a kid, like don't get in a, don't get oh, in like a die stranger's outside the car. car, die outside the car. You fight and pluck their eyeballs out, but <laughs> die outside the car. I was like six years old when she told me and Jen this. <laughs> so that's why it's honest. like share location. And then is, my mom's like, our safe word is zebra. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh... Anyways. Anyway, next question. Is it okay to not like your significant other's friends? And is it something you should talk about within your relationship? I'm sure it's very, very, very common. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just normal to not like everyone. Right. I mean, if they're a bestie of your significant other, I think that might be a little bit more difficult if you're always around that person. But I mean, yeah, I not think it's everyone, natural to not. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone's going to be your cup of tea. And you're not going to be everyone else's cup of tea. Right. Some people are probably like, why did they get married? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry about us. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, maybe. Oh. But like in your relationship, you know what I mean? Like maybe his his friend is like, I don't like her, you, her or him. I don't know. It's just, just think, another barrier in a relationship. Exactly. Right? It's just another obstacle. It's annoying. I mean, I think in a perfect world, everyone gets along. But like you'd ha you've had some issues with so my I friends. like your friends but if I had to see your friends every day I would get fucking annoyed just like anyone's like if you right. have to see someone every single day but I think though it's like getting to the reason why you don't like them too like maybe like I don't know like what what's the reason why you don't like the friend and is because I feel like sometimes people is your significant other acting like a different person right, when they're like around that friend people are a reflection of who they hang out with and so I would ask your fiance or I don't know, just, you know, like, why don't you like this person and dig deeper into that? But I think it's okay to not like people. It just depends on why. Right. Like, and do you hate his mustache? Is that why? Cause that's dumb. It's also like, how big of a deal do you make this? You know? Right. I don't know. But it can drive a wedge. Right. Between people. Like, is this something you're going to see all the time? Exactly. Like if yeah. it's once in a while, fucking suck it up. Unless they change your your significant other into somebody you don't like, then that's an issue. Right. But if they're just friends, like, 
I try to brush it off. Yeah. Next question. So my husband and I recently got married. We've been together for five years. How the hell can I get him to make it a priority for me to also finish in bed? It's tricky because I don't want to offend him. I think a lot of women struggle with this, and I'm convinced there's no gracious way to tell him this. Girl, f you're with this guy. Sorry, Alex actually can't give <laughs> any advice on this question. No, no, no. no. My, my so. question is, like, you're with him for five years, and he's not making it a priority, and he hasn't within those five years made it a priority for you to finish? How did you make it this long being with this person? And you're married now? Damn. I mean, I mean, you can, you could work on this, thankfully. Like, but I just. You got nothing but time. So, like, what's the problem? Like, you should be able to figure this out. You got five years? It's, I think people get, some people can get so weird in the bedroom. Not weird, like kinky, kinky weird. weird, but like they become a different version where of themselves where you're a little bit more self conscious. Like, you're not talking about your needs and what is going to make you happy like you just want to please your partner so you're willing to not finish not you know get what you want and just like deal with it later right but you should be at that point comfortable with each other i would think well right but that's what i mean like you have to have you have to have the courage to communicate your needs in the bedroom oh, but right. i think she it's, hasn't said it's anything what she hasn't said anything i mean i'm assuming not but it well because she, she's talking about she doesn't want to offend him so it's like addressing her needs in the bedroom this is like that guy that was like couldn't get a erection because his wife remember like the last question where like they're in the bedroom like because he cheated on her or they split up and then he hooked up with right her. and she commented on his small dick and ever since then like that but what does that have to do with this i just feel like this ego the whole ego thing around it like Guys need to chill out. Well, he's not, it's not like his ego is getting in the way of making her finish. Well, she thinks, she thinks like it's going to oh, shatter his fucking e okay, ego. Okay, okay. And it's just like, guys need to kind of like suck it up a little bit. And if you respect your partner, you're going to respect the, not saying he's not going to, but like, I feel like she's thinking like he's not going to respond in a way that's positive. Mm. And I just feel. I feel like we get that a lot. Like oh, the wife or the girlfriend's like scared to offend the partner. Well, of course. I mean, because we as women think about everything and everyone. But I guess feelings. a lot of times the guys are sensitive and they, they don't take it in a positive way and then it affects shit even more. But it's, so it's not like, about him. I mean, it's about him being considerate, considerate of her in the bedroom. Right. I think it's just like there's there's a way to address it. And if he gets offended because of something that you need in your relationship, that's his problem. Like, that's on him. That's not you, right, you, you saying anything. You both need to be satisfied. Right. So or how would you... just a job. Like, if I came to you and was like, John, I am not... In this very, very hypothetical <laughs> question, because yeah. that never Because this would never, happens. ever happen, because I wouldn't have married you. <laughs> but I, how, would, how would you like one to communicate to you where it wouldn't be Straightforward. offensive? I always want to know if I'm doing something right or not. I mean, for me, it's natural to want to please my partner. Mm -hmm. God, if like they're not getting off or having a good time, that's going to make me feel awful. And you're going to know. You have to know. Well, I think there's though, no way you don't know that. Women though lie. Like we fake, we not can fake me. it. Okay, John. I not love how you're like, no one's ever faked an orgasm. I'm literally, <laughs> they have. 
me the first three months of our relationship. Like you just, I think it's because it's more of a, not that it's a performance thing, but like you also don't want to, are you okay? It's the fucking, this question. No, are you not hot? No, it's fine. Side note. You also are wearing Did we tell them about our AC? Can we just like finish this question and then we could get into that? Okay. Our AC broke. Now it's fixed. <laughs> See, Upstairs. John? But now it's hot down here. Like, no, what the fuck? Yes, it's hot. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. You're wearing gray and I don't see any pit stains. I'm going to start lactating soon. Let me see your armpits. Lift up your arms. You're fine. I got that, that dove deodorant on the female. Oh, that's what that is. The aluminum free one. Oh, that makes my armpits itch. But it's better for you. And it doesn't leave a stain. I think that... Now I lost my train of thought. I just think that a lot of women put on a show in order to please their partners and they end up having to satisfy right, I get themselves that. later. I get that. But th- so here's wh- the thing. They've been together for five years. There is no way that she's Maybe. put a stellar performance on for five years and him not knowing that's then he's, I literally was in a relationship for years and he, he always thought he got you off. Uh, Bullshit. I mean, you he's, don't know. He's, Telling himself And that. that's how I knew I was going to win an Oscar. He's t- <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was good. I'll give you that. Maybe I'll put that in my bit when I do win. Yeah. I'll say the moment I knew I was going to win an Oscar. It was right after my husband won one. Because <laughs> <laughs> if he could win one, no. then you no. bet your ass I can. <laughs> Fuck, John. Crushed it. Listen, I'll still clap for you, but I'll be crying. <laughs> Yeah, it's about communicating your needs. And I know that it seems like a scary thing, but you'll be way happier <laughs> if you just communicate what you need. This goes back to like, it's I can't believe people hold things in. I am not that person. It we would, know. That would we know. eat me up alive if I just like had this secret from my partner that I see every day. It's not every day, but it's like in the bedroom. I think you just so have to So whenever they have sex, yeah. Yeah, you just have to say like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> We need to keep going. That's that's got to be like the main thing. You got to like please each other. Right. Like Everything else will be so much easier. I think it can be awkward to talk about sex outside of the bedroom. So maybe if it's easier, however you feel the most comfortable, you, you do have to communicate about it though. I feel like it would be easier outside than like during. It can be maybe. I don't know. Like I'm trying to think like if there's something that I wanted to do with you outside of the bedroom just like throw it to me in the moment yeah i think that i would do it while we were doing it and be like let's do this let's try that all right i guess it doesn't matter teach his own whatever yeah okay and just a reminder this week's podcast is sponsored by cerebral are you someone who's in need of help with your mental health well look no further because cerebral is here for you no matter where you are in your journey Cerebral is a leading platform that specializes in providing assistance for anxiety, depression, stress, insomnia, and more. Whether you're experiencing burnout or going through a major life event, Cerebral offers the care that's ready for you. The best part? It's all available online. Simply take a brief questionnaire and Cerebral will match you with a dedicated care team that suits your needs and preferences. Through their user-friendly app, you can easily schedule your sessions, get your questions answered, and access a wealth of additional mental health resources. Now here's something that sets Cerebral apart from the rest. They are one of the few services that provide medication management online through licensed providers, if clinically indicated, so you can receive comprehensive care from the comfort of your home. 
And if you sign up today, you'll receive access to Cerebral's Strong Start Package. This incredible offer lets you save up to $160 when you purchase two or more months of care in advance, depending on your plan selection. Don't miss out on the opportunity to receive quality mental health care that's both accessible and affordable. Take the first step towards a healthier and happier life. Visit Cerebral.com backslash straight to get started. That's Cerebral.com backslash straight. Join Cerebral today and discover the support you need to thrive because your mental health matters. Next question. I dated a girl for seven years and we were looking to take the next step and get married. I spoke with my parents about this and they didn't approve of me marrying her for cultural reasons. So I ended the relationship and told her to find someone who deserves her. She was perfect for me and I feel like she'll always be the one that forever got away. Was I right to end things? Should I try to get back with her or move on? What advice do you have? Uh, your parents can go fuck themselves. <laughs> right? I feel so like... So are they... Do they not care about your happiness? Right. It's about them. I'm... I'm lying. I'm also... That's so crazy. Low-key judging you for... No. No, I am. No, no, no. For trying to please your parents? Like, Dude, you're a grown person. That doesn't... Time out. I understand where he's coming from because, like, your parents are such, like... An important part of your life. This person for seven. How many people? They even make movies about it too. It's like people always trying to please their parents and like wanting their approval. Like I get that. This would be a movie, and I feel like we should make it one. (laughs) It has been a movie. What? The Ashton Kutcher movie where he was getting Mm. married and uh, Bernie Mac was the dad, and he didn't want him to get married to his daughter. But did they break up? In that movie? Yeah. And then, of course, because that's the climax of the movie. And, then they, and got they got back, back together. together. Right. Listen, I'm not I'm not judging you. I am a little bit, but it's fine. I, I think that- Why are you judging him? Because I just think that like you should have the balls to stand up to your parents and be like, I fucking love this girl. I don't care what you think. Everyone's, household, everyone's household is different. Can, imagine if you were like, you had a helicopter parent and it's just like, or whatever, like how you were raised. Approval is a big thing. It's a big deal to people. I wouldn't give a fuck. You wouldn't care because we're autonomous people. But not everyone is. Family's huge in a lot of cultures. Stop trying to like be all like, I understand. I'm just saying, devil's advocate. Finally, for once, I'm not looking like dickhead you are. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? It's because you want to win an Oscar, John. (laughs) You're changing your tone. Here we go. But yeah, so. So what should Shame on the parents. I think. Go back, shoot your shot, man. If that, when you know, you know. And if that was the love of your life, you better go hunting again for that person. I don't think that. But but be prepared. If you go, if you pursue her again and you guys get back together, like you have to be in your head knowing that your parent, you're going to get backlash from your parents. You're going to go through this whole thing again. You also have to prepare yourself that she might not be okay with you leaving her for those reasons, like it might not work out. Like she might have moved on. Right, but you're or, shooting your shot again. So Right. I do think like it's not, I do think that you should try if you do feel like she was the love of your life. And the only reason why it didn't work out was because of your parents. The fact that you're writing in, you've been thinking about it. Yeah. Like you know what you want to do and I, you should do it. But you have to be prepared for the backlash that you're going to get from your family and be okay with that, you know? So those are the two main things. Obviously, you're going to do it because you want to do it, but you better be prepared for it, like Alex said. And if you're not prepared for it, then don't do it. Exactly. Like, if you are not ready to face the wrath of your family, 
if you're not prepared for that, then it might not be the right time. Yeah, because why would you want to put her through that again? Or you too. Well, I mean, and also think to yourself, like, is there anyone then that's like good enough for you? Like what type of person, like, would your parents accept? And I think at, at the end of the day, like you're going to be living your life with this person and creating a future with this person. You're not going to be living with your parents for the rest of your life. Like they raised you and you love them and you could respect them. But at what point do you stop listening to what advice that they have to give you that doesn't align with what your values are? You dated this per person for seven years. Obviously you aligned enough and you were connected enough to continue dating for seven years it wasn't until you were ready to propose that your parents were like no 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 i don't know i just think right. that like you have to get to a point where you are no longer and even in marriage i no longer seek counsel from my parents when it comes to relationship stuff like i have a fucking therapist <laughs> and like i think it's okay to talk to you like your friends but you shouldn't be like venting or i don't know i don't think that you should be seeking counsel from your parents for everything or these big major decisions in your life. Like you have to know that you're responsible of an, an adult. Uh, for big moments in your life, I could see seeking counsel from who's close to you. I think you want their support, but again, to my point, you, I don't know, you've been with her for seven years. Get different sources, but I could see asking your parents or family or closest friends for their input. Would you have not, propose to me if your parents like have your parents not liked her all this time honestly probably not if my if my mom and my dad were like because my parents have a good head on their shoulders i mean i guess i wouldn't want to also be with you if your parents didn't like me but who who wants that right. you're just in a nightmare the rest of your life right. but i did hear on someone else's podcast don't remember who but the guy was like when you get married you're no longer it's like your parents saying oh now we have a, another daughter. We have another son. It's like, that's not true. It's like, you're starting your own unit, your own family, mm. right? It's not like you're getting taken under into another family. It's like, this is your own unit. And then right. there, it'd be them coming in. I don't remember the last part of what he said, but it kind of like. That's an interesting perspective to take on it as opposed to it being like an extended family. Right. You're starting your own because you're going to start your own values and your own dynamic outside mm -hmm. of your immediate family that you have with your parents. And I guess that's another thing to consider also, like is it going to be worth the stress that it's gonna, cause I don't know. Listen, there's a bunch of factors, but the two main ones are in your heart. It sounds like you want to do it, but be prepared. This is a movie, right? Anyway, good luck. Love shall prevail. Next question. My boyfriend, <laughs> Love shall prepare. <laughs> Did, Reveal. He, he whatever you said. You tried to make prevail. fun of me. Prevail. And you couldn't even do <laughs> Love it. Love shall. Reveal. <laughs> Good one, John. Love shall. Nailed prevail. It. Next question. My boyfriend of one year has a really great job where he works for. John, I will fuck you up. <laughs> I will fuck you up. Listen, ready? My boyfriend of one year has a really great job where he works for a month or two and then can take a month or two off. He makes great money and wants me to quit my job so when he's not away, we could spend all the time together. I love my job and honestly love working and having something to do in the community I work with. But he thinks that me choosing to work is me choosing work over spending time with him. 
We've also only been together a year and me being a few years older, I find it kind of uncomfortable and weird to not have my own income. I already cut my hours while he's home, but I don't know what else to do because it's created a riff while he's here. Married or boyfriend? Boyfriend of one year. So this guy's trying to tell you what's best for you. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, healthy. Some guys just want to be the, healthy, the alpha. Alex would say lose your boyfriend, like don't quit your job. But adventurous Alex would say, fuck it, quit your job, travel the world. You could always go back. I mean. I just wouldn't want you to put yourself in a situation where now you're dependent on this person. Well, exactly. Like, Unless you're married, that could be a different story. No prenup. I think that's just it. That's what it is. Like you, it, be, it can become controlling. And that's the Sounds issue. Sounds some very 50 shades of gray. Yeah. Over here. Quit your job. And be I'll waiting in the red room. Unless that's what you want, but prepare for... I think it sounds like you like working, though, and you like the community that you have. Your like, independence. Right. And, like, if he could take two months off, like, if he's away working, whatever, and then he's taking two months off, like, the time that Rolls you're gone... reverse. If you were, like, just for shits, you're like, how about you quit your job and you just come and spend all your time with me and I'll take care of us. How would he feel about that? I just think that like you are going to get sick of each other. I mean, John and I get sick of each other. We work with each other 24-7. But right. you can you can make it work. But I just think like it to me, it sounds I would not I would not quit, quit my job. Although it sounds fun to be taken care of. I think you have to think long term about like. But if you think it's going to cause a rift, I think to have the conversation with him to, and tell him this point, be like, don't you feel like this is kind of strange like you're working i'm not working and couple i have to depend on you like do you feel like that seems okay and like also where do you th how do you think that's gonna make me feel like exactly that losing this part of like my identity and then you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot from his response from that if he's like you'll be fine baby but whatever I'll you take know care of you i'd be like so you just brushed off everything i listed off of the reasons why i should work i think you should at least ask him that first don't worry about it causing a riff if anything you're doing yourself a favor. Yeah. I'll take care of you, baby. Shut the fuck up. Ugh. I just like, this seems so like skeezy. Like, I just think too, because you're only dating a year, it, it's just too, it is like 50 shades of gray. I don't know. I don't, it's, it's controlling. It just red flag. In my head now, I'm just assuming this guy is saying that like, baby, just quit your job. I'll take care of you. But I mean, if you want to do it for the plot then fucking do it, <laughs> quit your job. <laughs> And you'll have a great story. <laughs> if, if it doesn't work out, you could always go back to work. <laughs> if you can. I don't know. Whatever. Hmm. Kobe's literally having a, a nightmare right now. He's kicking my foot. Is he? Oh. Shall we move on? Did we even answer that? I feel like we didn't really no, answer we did. that. Yeah, we did. I'm like. I want her to ask him. Tell like him. Like if roles were reversed. Roles were reversed. And then also talk to him. Tell him how you feel, how that's going to make you feel. And what's his thoughts on that? Because. If he brushes that off, he's like, yeah, you'll be fine, whatever. Then that tells a lot about that person. And also, like, what are you supposed to do then for the months that he's gone? Just, like, sit around while he's off working? Is he going to give you an allowance? Like, you don't have kids Ugh. together. Like, do you live together yet? An allowance? Yet? I mean, I don't know. Like, what does he expect you to do? Yeah, I don't know. I just... The, not that working has to be your full identity, but it is a part of you and like your friend group and your community and whatnot. And like, if you didn't like to work, I'd be like, fuck it. But just try this new adventure. But I don't know. It sounds a little bit controlling. I need more deeds. Next question. 
My sister and I are super close. She's been dating this guy for two years now and they live together. He's a bump on a log 90% of the time and I don't feel like he puts in as much effort into things as she does. And I'm worried it will get worse as they continue to be together and especially when they have kids. The last time I mentioned anything negative to her expressing my concerns with him, she got really upset. They both talk about getting married, so I know that's in the near future, but I truly don't think he's the one for her and she could do better. My husband and my parents are telling me to just accept it, but I feel like she hasn't really thought through what their future might be like. Do I try to talk to her about it again? No. I, I think we have some experience in that realm. Um, we've talked to people that we don't think are right for each other, but At it doesn't end. matter what we think. Mm -mm. It's their lives, and it's like you can't dictate what people do, and yeah. it's, it's going to drive you crazy. And just know... Like if some if if it's shit down the road, you're like I fucking tried. And you don't want to be the person that's gonna be like I told you so when it doesn't work out. But that person in the relationship with the shitty person, I would definitely has say. To, I know you would. But that person <laughs> has to get to the point on their own that they realize that the person is not right for them. Like you can scream it from the rooftops because you see it. You can see it <laughs> as an outsider. But who knows? Maybe. If it Maybe does it work out, exactly. Like, But if it doesn't knows? work out, I feel like people are so dumb that if it doesn't work out, the person that you told not to do to begin with are going to come confide in you about said person that you told them not to be with. Whatever. You're there as a confidant to them, like a source of safety and comfort. I think as long as your sister's not in danger, every she's, you know, she's happy. Let her fucking live her life. And then when she gets miserable down the road and comes down, that's when you could say, bitch, I told you so. And you know what I mean? Like, there's what are you going to do? Keep wasting your energy on this? Like, it's it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Because <laughs> it will drive you crazy. So I think you just have to let people. It will drive you crazy. Let people live their lives. And let, let it go. God. Let it go. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's true. People just got to. Learn on their own. Next question. My husband and I just purchased a townhome and we've been loving it. Until recently, our neighbors have had a few domestic disputes. I'm not talking about your regular disagreements between couples. This last one was the most intense. They were both screaming and yelling at each other and I could hear what I hoped was just things being tossed around and not actual physical abuse. He yelled at her, that she, quote, has no one and that she's a loser and a psycho who needs therapy. It immediately made me have a panic attack because I have been a victim of abuse in a past relationship. I was very scared this would escalate and I called the cops. I second guessed my decision the second I did it. The cops showed up and of course the neighbors didn't answer their door. So the cops waited for about 20 minutes before they just left. Then the arguing resumed for no joke, five hours. I was appalled. How do you handle neighbors that are just not respectful of the fact that we share walls and also I'm actually afraid one of them might hurt themselves or each other. I should note that they currently do not have any kids or pets, thankfully. Any advice or do I just deal with this insanity? Do I confront them? No, you do not. But you keep calling the cops. Yeah, I would. I would constantly. I'd berate them with the cops. Berate them until they do something uh, about it. I mean, we... You're, do, you never put yourself in a situation like that. You're the one that's going to get shot in the face. You don't... It's not your place to control situation. You're not a professional. I'm not saying to get involved, but I would almost like want to like let the girl eternally know that I am there as a safe haven. If she needs a place, like... Not, not if you're sharing a wall. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. You're not a professional at domestic violence or anything. From like, a pro at 
at listening to crime podcast, get all the proof that you can. I'm not kidding. Like if you hear yelling, record it, record it because God oh, that's, forbid. That's a good idea. I'm yeah. just saying worst case scenario, you have proof of like what went down or any type of evidence. Like I'm just thinking worst case scenario and this is fucking scary, but real advice though, uh, John, you're right. Don't get involved. But I do say that like, if you are concerned, call the cops, if not just for sound, you know what I mean? Like you can complain about, you know, neighbors. I guess trying different ways. Cause like if it's domestic violence and they don't answer the door, but if it's a noise complaint, I wonder if it's, if there's different ways of officers responding to different codes. Well, now they have a record. So the fact that they've already been there once from a complaint, they have that in their notes or, you know, in their record. And so I feel like if you continue to follow up, like, is this the first time? Is this multiple times? Let me see. A few domestic disputes. But mm, I mean, that's just scary. I just it's a scary situation that your neighbors. Well, I want to know, is she does she live by herself? Does she have roommates? She said my husband and I, the one who's writing in. Right. So, well, it's good that you, you don't live alone, but like talk to him too because not for nothing if you do get involved you're risking not only your life but your husband's life too in that situation also if you think about it it's not just you that lives in that the the, the shared wall i'm just saying like we lived in a townhouse what would you do if our neighbors were if i heard some dude doing that wailing on his woman i know that you would go over there i know that you would and you'd be like and you're I'd, like don't get, get involved in and you would get involved you i know that you would knock on the door and be like what the fuck Shut the, f you would be like, shut the fuck up. And be like, are you okay? I know you would do I that. Know. That's a scary situation. I would do that and I would get hurt 100%. I just think you have to do your due diligence, get some evidence, keep calling the cops if you have to. And then eventually it will get to a place. Do they have other neighbors or other neighbors hearing this as well? well? What, what, at what point are police liable for not, I'm just wondering, because I don't know. Like, do you just keep knocking on the door? Is, is that as far as they can go with that until someone... I don't know. The door? I like, don't know. So now there's been 10 complaints that you filed. Well, Jeffrey Dahmer, his neighbor had a bajillion complaints mm. into the cops and they didn't do shit. So I don't know. I don't know like what. But the... like legally, I don't know what they can do or what they can't do. So like we can't pretend like we know. Right. But I think like you said, build a case. I don't think that you confront them. I think that this is just something that they have to work on their own and the way that you get involved is legally or complain to the apartment or the townhouse HOA, whoever it is, you know, the leasing people. Right. Best of luck. And I hope that they end up safe. Next question. I started developing feelings for a coworker while I was in a relationship. Let's call him Mark. It happened organically. We share the same likes and hobbies and we connect on a deeper level. My relationship at the time was very toxic and I knew I had to leave. Knowing I could find someone like Mark made it easy for me and I was able to break it off with my boyfriend. However, Mark is still in a relationship. We want to be together and we're falling in love, but he is having a hard time leaving her. He has been unhappy with her for a long time and the relationship has become platonic. He has also tried leaving her in the past, but she has been very persuasive. What makes it hard for him is that they have been together for more than 10 years. I feel hopeless as I feel I did what I needed to do and now I am just waiting for something that may or may not happen. Do I end it so I do not get hurt or should I be understanding and patient? Seems like you have a lot of information 
that this guy is telling you. It seems like you know everything, right? That's And it's just him spewing stuff at you. My example, this has nothing to do with the relationship, but it's like me paying the landscaper up front for work done before he actually finished the job. That's what that makes me think of. How is that related at all? Most people you do pay before. No, no. Half, wedding films. Half. Wedding films. But not not everything. Normally you could pay for half a job and then you pay the rest at the end of the job. She went all in right in the beginning before he completed the job of breaking up with his person. I know you don't watch Vanderpump, but I'm thinking this is Raquel who wrote in because Ariana and Tom Sandoval were in a relationship for 10 years. This is a Raquel situation. Just kidding, because she isn't best friends. But I just think that, yeah, he, of course, is going to want to have his cake and eat it too and leave you waiting on the side. But I, I, I mean, if anything... You knew that your relationship was not good before. So you can thank Mark for giving you the the, the sight, the vision to see that you deserve better. But do not but, wait but for this motherfucker. No. Yeah, he's clearly just enjoying the attention from you while being comfortable with his girlfriend or his relationship. He, This guy could go fuck himself. Can I you, think what you told us right now, can you imagine telling your best friend this or your parents right. this yes how would they respond to all this information well he's like complacent in his relationship and he, he promised me he's gonna break up with her exactly can you imagine some of you're saying face to face they'd be like bitch what, what are, you, are doing? you doing what are you doing and by bitch i'd call a man a bitch too or <laughs> anyone i'm not i'm not saying it in a negative way but again i feel just, bad for you that this guy has you spinned around his finger right now right that's it's just it, a house of cards like right. it, it, he's not promising you anything while telling you everything that you want to hear oh it's gonna happen he's just stringing you along cut, he's stringing cut you the tie along. and i think now's the time to focus on yourself and like you said al like he but gave I, you the insight yeah. Um, breaking up with your other relationship. I think like you learned that you can have a relationship and like find someone that you do have a connection with outside of your toxic relationship. But clearly Mark is not the guy. So he's he's still just dragging his feet. Right. Don't wait for him. Nope. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even wait for him if he was like, okay, give me till like next week. Or if he was like, even no. if he said I'm doing it, I'm saying I wouldn't wait for him at no, all. No, no, no. Yeah. I wouldn't even give him an ultimatum and yeah. be like, you need no to ultimatum. be. It's also just like, Bye, Mark. that's also just a turnoff. Like I would not want to be with someone who couldn't. People like toxic stuff. It's sneaky. It's, mm. you know. Best of luck. Or do, do you think we answer that? Yeah, I think yeah. we did. All right. Next question. I've been married to my husband for almost six years and he's my person. I couldn't imagine being with anyone else. Flashback to eight years ago when we were dating, I had a best friend, Ryan, Changed his name for anonymity. Yep. How do you say that? Anonymity. 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 Autonomy. Someone, someone wrote in like if they're making fun of me. No, yeah, like, they were like, "You dumb fucking fucks." They were like, they made fun of something that we could not say. Or oh, it was when I was like borned. I was like, they were borned. Like obviously, I was joking. Anyway, we don't know how to say anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> you fucking say it. How do you say oh, it? Shh. Anonymity. 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 <laughs> uh, I can't hear you under Alice laughing. Say it again. Anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> I can't hear you because she's talking. 
Anonymity. I see. Yeah. Anonymity. You're like, I'm trying to hear a goose saying anonymity. Fuck, whatever. Anonymity. So his name isn't really Ryan in real life. Got That's it. What you, That's all you point. need to know. Right. Continuing on. He's the best friend I've ever had. By the time I had met my future husband, we had been friends for eight years. I loved him like a brother. Ryan and I had a great friendship. We both played D1 soccer in the Northeast, and we had our favorite lunch spots. We also had rock climbing when we were back in our hometown, etc. We never pursued anything romantic. Ryan and I had different religions and different political views, and although it made for excellent debates and conversation, it was kind of unspoken that we were just friends. So when I got engaged, I thought it would be automatic that he would be part of our wedding party somehow. I called him, texted him, even stopped by his apartment when I got back in town to tell him the news. Zero answer. The last time I talked to him was the two days before I got engaged, and we had a great time at our favorite burrito place. Looking back now, he had bought my lunch that day, which was very out of the ordinary for him, so I don't know if that was some way of him saying goodbye. I was heartbroken and confused. I really mourned the loss of this friendship. Come to find out seven years later, because my dad asked in front of my husband, how Ryan was doing and if I heard from him at all and the answer was no that my husband told Ryan to back off and to not interfere in our relationship anymore my husband fessed up because he said he felt guilty I've cried so much about losing this friendship especially to him so here's a couple of questions one should I reach out to Ryan and tell him that I know now what happened Two, my husband never displayed jealous behavior, and we have always had a trusting and very open communication marriage, but now I feel like this has broken my trust with my husband. How do I move forward? That's a curveball. I was actually- I know. I was intrigued by the the, the fucking story. I'm like, what? Curveball, right? Like- all this time, you're. I'm like, oh, Ryan just loved you. Again, similar question. Like he had to pull back from the relationship. Now knowing your husband told him to back oh. off and that you went through all these years not knowing why Ryan, your friend, ghosted you and left you high and dry and to find out that you're, what a betrayal. Oh. That would be like, like if if I did that now to you're like in a you and LG. Like I know- I love LG. Again, she's been on this podcast before. But if I was like, back off, like you can't be friends. And you would be like, why are we not friends anymore? And you never knew. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, you're in such a hard spot. And now you're married. And you're like, is this worth, you know, not being together? Is this worth the the fight? I'm interested to see how your husband reacts to this, though. Is he remorseful does he feel bad does he regret it like does he understand you know what i mean because well, like he says he feels guilty well yeah but like so did he your apo- husband just a turn off alone that he just felt that threatened by your friend right like be confident in yourself be confident in your relationship like and but, you're an adult and you say that to okay someone? but now this is eight years later wow that you know, they're her and her husband are together. And it's like, so what, like, it has it just been movie. too much time. I know. I'm, we I'm already rooting have, for like, Ryan. We already have like Ryan, three right? movie plots. Yeah, Ryan. I'm rooting for Ryan. But she's not like, she doesn't have a romantic interest even, in him, but it's like, friends. If I was watching this movie, I, I just want to like, I want the movie to end with like her and Ryan just walking, eating ice cream. Yeah, like being best, best yeah. buds again. Damn. I know. That sucks. Set the scene, John. Set the scene. I don't know what to set because I'm like, what do you do? What, what would she do? Because... It's you're gonna have a fight. I mean, get ready for a fight. I'm I'm trying to think like I would probably reach out to your friend Ryan. Oh yeah, like a hundred percent. Your husband has no ground to stand on. Yeah. Be like, well, you created this mess. 
you don't get to do this. This is my best friend. Like, how dare you? Oh my God, it's been so much time though. We have to make this into a movie. Do we have your permission yeah, to make this into, a movie? Make this into a movie? Oh my God. Uh, and then, we, but we need an update. We need to know what happens. We're not giving you any advice right now. I, well, no, the, the advice is to call your you, friend. Yeah, get full right to call your friend and give us the right to copyright your story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but this is going to be story. really tough though with your husband because it's like this was a really big thing you don't just like fuck up and sabotage well, he, a friendship he could, he could take a seat he could, he could but sit my out. question is like how does she proceed with her relationship and her husband i mean is this worth like separating i don't think so i mean he felt threatened shit happened but like besides this how is your relationship something's always gonna happen i mean that's kind of big that's crazy that it's been eight years like in my head I'd be like is he holding anything else back that I don't know. Right. I know those thoughts would be through my head. Ooh, I think there's some to, some stuff to unpack there. It's going to be a wound that's going to take a little bit to heal. But yeah, talking about it, I, just talk to your friend first. Well, first off, talk to your friend and actually see, because right now all you know is what your husband said. Like so I told him to, ba I told him to back off. That's so but true. Like, really, what else was there? Get his side of the story. See where he was at. I don't know. I could, I just hope that Ryan has it, has a place in his heart for you still knowing that like this wasn't on you and he's open to having a conversation with right. you. Yeah. Give us a follow-up. Oh my gosh. This is just crazy. Okay. But that's it, John. That is it. Cool. Perfect. X. X. I got two. You have two? I got two for you. Okay, fine. Uh, you go first. You blaming me peeing on the toilet seat for why you're butt broke out <laughs> yeah that is john i got a pimple on my butt and i said this is from sitting in your pee i don't know i wiped the toilet seat but like we could i'm calling bullshit on that john my ass gets soaked when i wake up at 3 a.m and i pee, and i'm like oh my god just lift the seat up just that that's it i don't want to make any and noise because i don't want to wake you up but you know you never wake up which goes into my next ick i just feel like Tell me, John. Would you, how do you feel? make the best parent? <laughs> because John, that's really rude. I'm just saying, like, you definitely put all the work in in the beginning. I get it. But <laughs> you mean, like, will you ever? Would you wake up? No, mm -mm, no. that's the problem. No, no, no. I think that's my holdup too. Is like, I know I'm the one that's gonna be waking up every night because <laughs> you. <laughs> You sleep through everything. I can't help it. You want me to apologize for the fact that like I sleep well? I'm sorry. Like, you <laughs> what if like the baby falls out of their crib or something? Sorry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, baby. I'll see you at six a.m. I think though that I'll see you maybe at 6 in the morning. maybe what happens though when you are a parent. Because and listen, I know you're not going to believe me, but when I got Kobe as a puppy, you do have like an alert. I was up every hour with him for like the cool, first month. Because that's part of the ick. That's why you're not waking up for Kobe. That's why well, I'm bringing this up. Well, because now he's an adult and I know he doesn't have to fucking pee. Kobe and he's dramatic. scratching at the door, pacing around okay, the bed. But going back, my point is, I think that maybe when you're a parent, like you are a lighter sleeper because it's just like, you know, you're more alert. You're like, you like it's out of your control. But right now, because I have no worries, Kobe's an adult. He's just being a piece of shit. You're just a piece of shit. I can sleep restfully knowing that I'm also a piece of shit. One other example. I bought Alex flowers just for no reason. They're already dead. What? 
<laughs> it was that one day. How is that my fault? Give it water. It had water. Snip the roots. Oh my God. I'm not a florist, Justin. <laughs> Do you want me to go into the flower, all the eggs? You're killing everything. About you doing shit. <laughs> not, like, I'm just saying, you're killing the flowers. I'm going to kill you the next time I make Kobe you dinner. could have peed all over the floor. Again. That's it. Dramatic. <laughs> you're just dramatic. It's like you're just looking for things. I am jealous that you could sleep through the night. Yeah, exactly. You're just projecting, honestly. The fact that the AC broke and it's been 89 degrees in the house every night and you're sleeping and I'm fine. I'm still like, who? I mean, I wake up sweaty, but... And you're wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants, which blows my mind. I don't know. I just... I'm a sleepy gal. I've been like this my whole life. Ask my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Ask my mom. Okay, what's yours? She'll tell you. My ick... Is another jealousy thing. So if you just like can make it from the perspective of being jealous, John, then I would appreciate you because I'm saying that right now because I know my ick towards you is really just because I'm jealous. We go to the beach and <laughs> I have to pee so fucking bad. And I just see John roll over like this. And again, no one's I'm at, doing the Titanic. No pose. one's at the beach. But I'm like, what the fuck is this motherfucking doing? He's like, you got to pee? Sucks. I'm peeing right now. And I'm like, what? Motherfucker just whips his dick out, which again, like you could get arrested for, John. We were in a public place. Catch me. The only person who would have seen you was the guy doing hip thrust into the sand. Maybe that's why he sat next to us. But is that a normal thing? Do you guys, like you could just, you whip your dick out into the sand and pee in a hole in the sand? Who does that? Well, I didn't even make a hole. Have I, you ever met I anyone else hole. who has done that? Yeah, all the time. Everyone, Goo, everyone have you done that? Is that normal? Yeah, that's normal? Yeah. I thought that the normal thing to do is just go in the ocean. So I had to go in the freezing fucking California ocean. I told you what to do, but you didn't want to do it. John was like, just dig a hole and pee in your... And I'm like, oh. I and said, just put the towel over have you. Have my puss out? No. And just shoot it out. Put the towel over you and just shoot it out. Just the visual. Like, There's going to be no vision. Get the towel over you. I don't want to get sand up my vagine. Because I know you got like a seven foot radius of urine. How do you know that? I've seen you power piss. <laughs> <laughs> I see you power pee before. And this, you're so embarrassed when? to pee at the beach, but yet I've watched you hold onto a car door and just like piss on the side of the highway. Yeah, that's different. It's because the ocean isn't there and there's not like people on the beach. There wasn't that the doors people. on the highway is different. Power piss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, no, so I went into the ocean and I did a cold plunge, basically. I, it was the freezing. freezing. I can't believe you did that, but... I just numb my body. Anyways, sucks, so that's my, sucks for you. Sucks for you. Yeah, well, it sucks for you that you can't sleep, bitch. I know. I wish. I, I wish. I wish. <laughs> so I'm going to read a review since we forgot to read a, re a review last week. Yes. And it was a one. really nice one. So this is from at smart2277. Best podcast to listen to on my way to work. I'm currently catching up on all the previous episodes via podcast and YouTube and continue to look forward to every week. You guys give it to us straight every week. Now I'd like to give it right back. I've heard you say time and time again how your advice is not professional, but what you give to us is real. One of the many things I love is the advice you don't even realize you give. You two show your listeners how to actively problem solve throughout every episode. You take an argument a listener presents to you, argue about it in a healthy way, and overcome it by the end of the question. I one day will have a question filled with cliff notes, John. <laughs> but first, I needed to give it to you guys straight. Stop saying you're not professionals and it's unsolicited advice when you continue to help many on a weekly basis. Oh, I'm going to cry. I love listening and thank you for sharing your relationship with us. It's truly inspiring. Alex, you're an absolute boss. You're <gasps> so inspiring. 
Also, can your fur baby get a spot at the table? Right John, there. get a comfortable chair already. Much love from Minnesota. Wow. That was the best review I've ever fucking heard in my entire life. And I only messed it up once. We should once frame that. I'm That's not nice. kidding. That should be here. That whole, that way we the remember. The best unsolicited like, advice. And not just mediocre advice. Right. <laughs> All the time. But thank you for that. Thank and guys, you. thank you for listening. Thank you guys so much for like, tuning in. subscribe, email. You could reach us at hello at giveittomestraightpodcast.com. You could find us on all the socials at Give It To Me Straight Podcast. And we will see you next. <laughs> oh, you almost got it. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao. ciao. Bye. Bye.